Hi, this is Nancy Lurie, NDF's Chief Operating Officer, and I'm here today with Carol Gelbard, our Emotional Wellness Director, to recap a huddle that she was able to facilitate with some of our patients recently in our efforts to promote and support emotional wellness. Hi, Carol. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Um, as some of you know, uh, we did a huddle this past Sunday, and the topic was, um, you know, how do we promote wellness? in 2021. And the reason we're doing this podcast is I really wanted to reach more patients out there that could access this recording on their own time. I know oftentimes it's hard to join the huddles for various reasons, and I wanted to make patients aware of some of the themes and topics that were shared in the huddle, as well as some of the um, practices and tips that uh, was shared on how to promote wellness and positivity in 2021. Great. I know that this past huddle, you talked about getting a fresh start and how do we hit, hit, how do we hit a reset for the new year? How do we get rid of negativity and be in a better state and how we can make good mental health a priority? Can you elaborate on some of the themes that you discussed during the huddle? Yes, absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about positive psychology. And that's kind of as a clinician, as a therapist, that's kind of how I work. Um, I use that in working with a lot of my clients on really looking at um, what's working instead of what's not working. And the reason positive psychology got developed is in the 70s, we were really working in mental health from a deficit model, from an illness model, looking at what's not working, like how do we treat depression, how do we treat anxiety, and really focusing on what's wrong and trying to fix that. And there came up this idea of learned helplessness that individuals became conditioned to believe negative events are inescapable, even when events were in their control. So that was kind of pretty powerful at that point, because we were recognizing, let's really take a focus and look at, instead of how are we surviving? How are we thriving? What helps us thrive? I mean, it seems so obvious, but for many people, we often look at what's not working. So and when we want to pivot into 2021, again, we are going to look at instead of how we survive, instead, we're going to look at how we thrive, even when we're waiting for a vaccine or a curative treatment for GNE myopathy. So what can we do in the meantime to thrive? Well, I also want to acknowledge that we can still acknowledge the negative events. It's okay to have fear and concern and anxiety. It's okay to make room and space for that. But we can also make space for some of the things that we appreciate, that the negative and positive moods, they can exist together. They can be there simultaneously. They can influence our mood. But I also want to look at the kind of all or nothing, all or none thinking, where you say, I cannot feel better or happy until, let's say, the pandemic's over or until there is a curative treatment for GNA myopathy. That the negative can still be there, but that does not mean we cannot find ways to enjoy ourselves. So in the huddle, we discussed the highs and lows of 2020. We reflected back on the year on what was really difficult. And we did this as an example because we could, highs and lows are incorporating the negative 
as well as the positive, that they coexisted together. So I'm gonna kind of recap some of the themes about the lows that were shared with the patients that attended the huddle. These were the lows, not having enough access to resources that help patients manage their pain, losing muscle strength due to lack of activity, feeling isolated, not being able to see family members regularly, the loss of family members due to illness, not being able to attend funerals and grieve properly, losing functioning and abilities to be more independent. Some people had expressed sadness about losing their, losing their driving abilities. Now, some of the highs that some of the patients shared were not having time or not having to waste time commuting to work, to being more productive, to spending more time with children who are home from college, eating more family meals together, having more time to connect to others, and doing more creative activities that they didn't have time to do before, as well as some patients remarked on they were able to take part of more of NDS online speaker series events because they have not been able to attend patient days in the past, and the speaker series events made it more accessible. So how do we work on focusing on the positive? Well, as you see from the group, we gave space to really talk about both the highs and the lows. And what the next thing we wanted to do is like, okay, in 2021, what do we want to do to kind of take care of 2020, excuse me, what do we want to do more in 2021? So one of the things I really think is important is to really look at what, what things um, can we do to kind of elevate our mood? And everybody has a different list of things that make them feel better. You know, I call them mood boosters. So it's really important to kind of look at what things elevate your mood. And the reason I'm gonna kind of talk a little bit more, and everybody, as I said, everybody's, you know, mood boosters can be, can be different and it's individualized for each person that there has been some research that shows that if people have things to look forward to, that that in and itself is a mood booster. And that's really relevant when you look at the research on vacations. One of the pleasurable things about vacations is the anticipation, the joy, the planning. Um, and then it's actually the vacation as well as reflecting back on the memories. So you look at all of that and you know, if we had put things on our calendars like vacations, like milestones, like pleasurable moments that we're looking forward to, the buildup and the anticipation of those activities bring a sense of change our mood, make us excited, make us have something to look forward to. So I really wanted everyone to really think about what are the things that you are gonna look forward to? What are they gonna be the mood boosters? What are the things that you're hoping to see that you can incorporate more in your daily living. And one of the things I think is important is to like crowdsource, like crowdsourcing community, like whether it's on social media or in group chats, like what are people doing that is helping them connect with others, that's bringing them joy? You know, sometimes you have to be really creative, especially during um, a pandemic. So we talked about in the huddle, scheduling mood boost and what people do to schedule mood boost, whether they do it daily, whether they do it once a week, whether they have milestones or celebrations that they're planning, even celebrations, even if they're intimate celebrations in 2021. Um, and some of the things that the patients shared is like going out with the dogs and having those, taking the dogs or animals to dog parks has been something that's uplifted their moods. Watching British TV and comedy 
celebrating milestones, birthdays, um, and big events, and house renovations. People um, commented on listening to music helped elevate their mood, drinking ginseng tea, playing with their animals, being outdoors. That's, and I noticed when the patients were reflecting on these mood boosters, that you could see that their mood changed. They were more animated, they were more spontaneous, their facial expression, their eyes lit up. And it was so powerful just seeing when we talk about these things that are pleasurable activities, how much it impacts us, how much better we feel. So, you know, it's just something to make note of it. And I think as much as we have these negative moods too, that we don't necessarily need to ignore the negative events, it does not cancel the negative event. The president of the negative does not mean the absence of the positive. Now, the other thing that we kind of touched a little bit about is the self-talk. And what I mean by that is the running narrative that we have in our mind about who we are and how we function and how we deal with adversity. And I do want to say that I feel like a lot of GNE myopathy patients have a lot of strength. They have had to persevere because of some of the challenges they have faced. And a lot of them have pretty powerful running narratives or try to tap into that power, powerful narrative. Like, for example, when they experience like a fall or they experience some hardship, of what do they say to themselves to get themselves to get through that challenging experience? And I actually believe even if patients can't access that at that time, I have seen other patients remind patients what their strengths are, what they can do, how they're gonna get through this challenge. And I do think it's very powerful the way we talk to ourselves, how we get ourselves out of certain situations. Um, so I really think that it can be very powerful. It's like giving yourself a pep talk whenever you're facing something that you think is challenging. It's like, what do you say to yourself? Like, I can do this. I can get through this. Whatever that monologue is, think about what that is so you can access that at times when you're experiencing some adversity. I think what you're saying, while it specifically, the conversation was geared toward GNE myopathy patients, obviously this is information that applies to everyone. Yes, absolutely. Starting in 2020, 21, how can we think about things that can shape our experience? that we're not at the mercy of the events, but we can think about them in one way or another. So what can we do to get the uplift? You know, as I said, everybody's uplift or mood booster can be different. And I think it's really important that we think about these things and that we make note of them, whether we put them in our phone and uh, on, you know, write a list of things so we can access them when we're in a bad mood or we're having a difficult time. Because I think it's very hard to think of those things when you're in a funk or you're in a bad mood to tap into the things that might be a mood booster, which might be a, something to look forward to, a pleasurable activity. So I think for me, I notice what really helps change my mood. And other people have commented it in my home life that if I am talking to a friend or I'm going outside, how instantly my mood improves. I also say that like I notice something I look forward to every morning is having to help me get out of bed. It's having my cup of coffee and reading a newspaper. So those are things that kind of uplift my mood and help recharge my battery so I can go on and deal with whatever comes my way. 
So I think we have to reflect on what our mood boosts are, um, not just for the day, but even for the week, even for the future, and recognizing that these mood boosts are going to help us get through these difficult times, that painful emotions will be there. We can let ourselves have them. We know that they're there and that we can process them and talk about them. And even if we go there and experience these negative feelings, doesn't mean we're going to be engulfed by them. That they're kind of like talking about them, working through them is a way to kind of um, go through the tunnel of passing through them and that we're not going to get sucked into the tunnel. That we can have them, but we also have to make room to also um, recognize that we'll get through it. So I guess my last kind of parting words of wisdom would be, so go ahead, you know, it's okay to be sad. You don't need to fight it. You'll work your way through it and make sure you schedule enough mood boosters and pleasurable activities to look forward to. So that could help elevate your mood, especially in challenging times and um, wishing everybody a really good reset to 2021. So thank, thank you for you. having me today. Thank you, Carol. You've given us a lot to think about as all of us navigate what are difficult times. And uh, we look forward to continuing our focus on emotional wellness in future huddles, podcasts, webinars. And um, with you as a member of our team, I know that we're going to be able to help a lot of people and create a lot of great programming this year. Thank you so much, Nancy.